let's get information. I slay. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. You know you that bitch when you call all this conversation. Always say gracious, best revenge is your paper. Everything in between. And today we have illustrator and sex doll creator, if that's okay to call you that, Duke on the phone. How are you? I'm doing good. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm excited that you're on. I <laughs> so you've been bookmarked on my Instagram for a really long time. So I someone that I followed had booked your who had posted something about your page and said something like my friend duke makes these dolls y'all should really have an open mind check out his stuff and i was like okay and it was it was a it, it was a it was a a, a follow a person who who was a woman and i was like what the hell who what what is this and so i kind of bookmarked it and kept it like on the back burner because i was curious and then like a couple months ago there was like all these articles and all this stuff coming out about like sex dolls and people using them and like what's going on here and sex dolls are better than real people and all this stuff. So I was like, huh, all right, let me see. Like I was just, I was so curious and just had so many questions. So that is how I came, how I came up with this show topic and how I came across your page because of somebody else. I can't remember who they were, but boy. I was blown away. I was blown away by your work. So I'm excited that you agreed to be on. Thank you so much for making the time to be on. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate you reaching out to me. <laughs> All right. So before we get started, who are you? What do you do? And how are you? Well, I'm doing good. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean I'm, a, I'm an artist. My name is I'm Duke. I'm, I created this um, website, um, dukeshardcorehoney.com. It, it started off as some small, like, little... Like thing where I was putting little illustrations on, and it started blowing up, and it brought in, brought me into this, it brought me into doing the dolls and everything. So, I mean, I'm doing pretty fine. I'm trying to, you know, make sure that this is something that's going to grow more and more over the time as time goes on. And um, I started off as just some artist that liked doing a lot of illustrations, and it just blossomed into what I'm doing now. So I'm very happy. Wow. So how and why did you get into your work specifically? Like when I when I saw a lot of your a lot of your art and I saw a lot of the stuff that was on your Instagram page, it was a lot of sex theme, a lot of like hardcore porn theme stuff, and then it looked like it evolved into the sex dolls. So how? Why? Where did this all come from? I mean, it all evolved. Like, I mean, I always was that, that guy that had the sketchbook, and I always liked to write my own stories, my own erotic stories, and I thought something was wrong with me back then. I thought I was, like, weird. And <laughs> eventually I started discovering that they had other comics like that, like, and they also had that hentai mango, and I was like, oh, shit, it's like, there's other people out there like me. Mm. I'm not weird. <laughs> Even though some people still think that. But um, started following that, and then eventually I started noticing they had the cartoons. I was like, oh, shit, they got cartoons and shit, too. That's what I want to do. So I started working on, um, like, my own stories, my own characters. But the only thing is, like, like I've always liked curvy women. I always liked curvy hips. I've always liked a big ass. I always liked all of that back then. Mm -hmm. But it was all, that wasn't the thing. Everything was like Barbie dolls. Everything was these skinny girls or real thin girls or young-looking girls. And I just wasn't into that. Even when I was younger, I always was into, like, the older women that was, like, curvier. Mm -hmm. Or, like, the girls that was curvy. So I started doing my own stuff like that. And then, like... Basically, as time went on, like when I was say when I was in college, I started putting things online, and um, just like little free uh, blog spots where people put their little art on there, and I started getting a little bit of a following, and um, I started working on this group share thing where people would just get there, put their stuff up, make a little bit of money, and you know it was like it was it was like a little hobby. I would make my little twenty dollar check a month, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was like. I I was, like, happy about that, but, you know, I was kind of broke back then, too. So that one day where I needed gas, that $20 came in. So I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I started to branch out later on and create my own website. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it was dukeshawkhoneys.com. And basically started putting my stories, and I started getting better at my illustrations. And basically it started growing, like, worldwide. Like, people in, like, all over, like, in Africa, South America, Europe. 
they started sending me ideas and actually sending me stories that they went through or pictures of their wives that I could have to draw them in certain scenarios. <laughs> so it's been a lot of things. So how did you how did you go from the illustrator and then to making the sex dolls? Well, um, like I said, at this time my website's been going on for a few years, mm-hmm. and one of my fans, one of my members, he was like, "Yo, you should do a sex doll of your characters." And I was like, "Well." I don't know, like, I'll, I'll have to see where I have to get it manufactured and stuff. But I always had a, a kind of a low-key idea of that in the future, but I didn't know how to go about it. So um, the member, he, like, was, like, showing me all of these um, manufacturers and stuff, and mm-hmm. I started shopping around to see who can produce my design. And I just started creating the design, and I put a little bit of money into it, and then basically they created it, and I started marketing it. And then, like, long behold, that was the first one that had like the big booty character in there, and that, and then later on, a lot of other models started having that as well. Because at the time, all of the all of the dolls were like really skinny, big mm-hmm. boobs that were like like they were like silicone. Even though the whole doll is silicone, but you know what I mean. Right. Like the doll, the boobs were up under their chin and all that. Like I'm like, damn. So I mean, it looked extra fake. <laughs> so wow. basically, eventually they started looking more curvier, like my characters, and I started putting in more designs for them to manufacture, and it started kind of blowing up. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. All right. All right. I like. I like where we're going here. I like. <laughs> so, what's your creative process like? Like, how do you come up? I. I think the before I invited you on the show, I was like, all right, let me let me look at some of these cartoons, and I think I was I think I was laying in bed, and I like. And I just was like, at first I was like, all right, I'm just going to spend two seconds and just look at this and then just like go to sleep. And then like, I'll figure out, you know, where his email's at and I'll email him. And then like 15 minutes later, I was like, and then what happened? What? This (laughs) is crazy. So (laughs) what's your creative process like? How do you create your characters for your illustrations and your dolls? Because the dolls have like names. They got... Per- they look like they got different personalities. They got different hair colors and everything. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a lot of ways I come across a creative process. Some mm-hmm. could be from personal experience. Some could be from personal experiences that I wanted to happen that way, but it didn't happen that way. <laughs> Some could be. <laughs> and um, others could be from, like, ideas. I just come up the top of my head. Like, I would think of a scenario, and I'm like, oh, wow, that'd be a good idea. I just jot it down. And then maybe a few months later, I go back to it and add a little more to it. Because, um, like, if, I don't know if you know, like, in my site, there's, like, a whole bunch, bunch of different genres. There's, like, a super, a bunch of superheroines that, you know, they fight and they get to have sex or they get, like, do whatever, any crazy shit on there. Some could be, like, the, the girl next door. Some could be, like, the, the you know, the girlfriend's mother or the MILF or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. that, that's that's kind of my most popular genre on my website. Mm. Um, some could be, like, the alien characters. And a lot of times some fans, they come and throw in some feedback and I can either use some of the ideas or some of like incorporate into my stuff, or I would just, you know, go with a whole hearty idea that somebody would like pay me for a commission and I'll just start the story and then it will blow up and I'll just continue with it. Wait, you said but, people, you said people commission some of these? Yeah. Sometimes someone can say, okay, well, I have this idea. Can you draw like, um, this, this, um, more of my wife or something like this. And it, it'll be a lot of people that always wanted to try a fantasy. Mm. But they didn't have the guts to do it, so they would like pay me to draw the, their wife or themselves in that situation, so they can kind of live that fantasy out. So, so I mean, there's a lot of ways. I've had a lot of emails with people saying, "Oh, you helped out my sex life so much. Like we got to live out stuff, and now we even trying it." I had, a, I mean, I don't want no one getting pissed off at me after. <laughs> like, oh shit, I'm blaming your ass for no, I get it. <laughs> situation where this guy, I mean, he's a little, I, I mean, I don't want to say, well, I can say with state. Yeah. state. These people from Minnesota, these mm-hmm. couple, they just got married and then, you know, they wanted to, the wife wanted to try to sleep with a guy in front of the husband, the husband wanted to watch. And they videotaped, they sent me the videotape and everything. And then they had their own little amateur porn thing going on afterwards. Wait, <laughs> wait, yeah, they, wait, they filmed themselves. Mm-hmm. And then they said, they were like, listen, can you put this down? Can you draw this for us? Yeah, well, I drew it first, and then they went to film it. Get the hell out. Okay. Look at you. Look, okay. Look at you. So, yeah, something crazy. I mean, I wouldn't say crazy because people live in their life. They yeah, people me, doing I mean, them. People doing them. Day. We're not going to yuck anybody's yums. Like, people, yeah. people, people like what they like. That is, wow. Okay. I 
I'm telling you, you bring in, you bring in I mean, hope, you bring in hope and vision, literally, to people's mm-hmm. bedrooms. I see what you're doing here. I see what you're doing. Yep. And then uh, how it led to how it led to the dolls, it kind of helped out people too. Because I mean, a lot of people have the notion that oh, you gotta be a creep, you can't get, you can't. They're like, oh, you can't, this nigga can't get pussy, so he didn't get a doll. No, right. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying that's those are comments I get. So, uh, like sometimes, like you, you want to try something different. Sometimes you might be disabled. I had a veteran who was disabled. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he he was self conscious, so he got one of the dolls, and he's able to fulfill what he liked to do. I mean, there's another couple that wanted to experiment with having threesomes, but they didn't want to have some drama with some other chicken there, so they got the dolls. <laughs> so like, a whole lot of situations where you can do things. I didn't even think. Yeah, that was that was my next question for you. Like, what do you think are the biggest myths associated with folks who purchase? and or use dolls because i think that was a conversation that was coming up when i when i'd be like oh yo look 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 the the guy that creates these dolls is gonna be on my show and with other guy friends they'd be like you know like it's funny because some some of my guy friends are like oh my gosh that's dope ask him all these questions so i have those for you and then some some friends were like oh like why would you do that and like look how expensive they are like oh my gosh so yeah, what do you think are the biggest myths that you've heard or, you know, just in being in your work associated with folks who purchase and use these dolls? I mean, that's one of the biggest myths is that, you know, like those these are like creepy ass antisocial guys and it's not the case. Mm-hmm. Because everybody's different and everybody like what they like. You know, some guys might just want a doll that, you know, they might they may want to just have like a quick sum and then put it away. Some people might want, like, someone to, you know, a little something to play with, or they might, some people, I, there's some artists that purchase dolls to use the, the sketch as a pose. I mean, it's an expensive thing, it's an expensive model, but, you know, it don't go it don't go bad, it don't leave, you can use it to pose in any way you want to do to draw it. So there's a lot of different ways people use it. And, you know, it's like, of course, you know, some people like to do some crazy sex with it, too. But, you know, I... I mean, it's kind of normal. It's no different than someone having masturbating. It's like a toy to pleasure yourself with. See, that's the thing I think is, I think that's what folks can't separate their minds from. And I think for me, I'm still kind of, I'm, I'm still, I'm still learning. I'm still like, you know, walking into, because you're right. The dolls that I've seen before have been like, like the old school, like play dolls that you see with like the red mouth and she's just like plasticky and just like inflatable and just, I think that's like the traditional doll that folks, that folks are used to. And then when I saw yours and they were becoming really popular just on the websites that that I was looking at and just popular through other folks posted on social media, I think some of the ideas that came out were like, I feel like there's 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 a school of folks who is like, this is no this is no different than like a woman using a vibrator, it's just a different oh, yeah. tool. And then I think there's a school of folks who are like, but that's a whole person, and like, that's like that's degrading, and like you can't you know the same things like why can't you find pleasure in other ways, or like what's wrong with your hands, or what's wrong with like a yeah. masturbation sleeve? It, yeah, but everybody had their own. Everybody had their own fantasy, so I always go by this. I don't feel sexuality should be PC. Mm. Well, like, because some, some guys like to be in control. Most men technically like to be in control sometimes. So if you want to be in control of the dog, does that make you sexist? Well, some women like to be in control. Some mm. women like, look, I'm going to ride you. You just lay your ass in handcuff. <laughs> I mean, is that being So it's like, everybody had their own niche. You can't knock somebody for that. Like, I mean, what gives you pleasure, what gives you pleasure. Look, you're not doing no crazy shit like underage. I mean, as long as you're legal and as long as you, nobody's getting, like, killed or anything, I mean, I think you should be all in this consensual, then this should be all good. Like like I said, I just think it's just been these non-lifelike dolls that folks have been um, kind of been using. And I just, I think, I think you're changing the game up <laughs> and having us think through these things because, like, the dolls are, like, voluptuous and they're lifelike and they got they, Paula's out here you know out here with the titties out you know I'm looking at Paula on the website Paula's just out here now I mean you got Daniela 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 got the the perky nipples so I'm just like what I don't know how to feel I don't know how to feel about it. and I think some of the feelings could be like how do you like say that you're in a relationship with someone 
and you see the doll, you know, and you walk into their spot, it's like, what, what, what's going on? What's going on here? Yeah, I understand people think it's competition and stuff like that. <laughs> Let me tell you not. Well, I'm going to actually make you feel better about something. There's dolls that might be coming out with the men where they had the big dicks, and it's going to be guys feeling the sort of way soon, too. <laughs> so, <laughs> that might be coming soon. But, I mean, me, I love, love women. So there's nothing that can, yeah. And, and also, like, there's nothing that can, no matter how fake or how, which, how realistic you can make a doll, look, it will never replicate a woman. Mm-hmm. Well, fully. The other thing about that is, like, so yeah, even if a guy has a doll, it would never replace a woman. It never replaces like sitting next to a woman or like holding them or stuff like that. Or the things that a woman can do that a doll can't do sexually. Also, I mean, everything a doll does, you gotta make the doll do. It's not gonna move. Right. <laughs> so like, and I think it's vice versa so- from what you said. I think it's taboo because men or folks with penises don't typically explore their sexuality. So I think we're used to folks with vaginas like having vibrators or like using them and that not being, I mean, for the most part, I know that there are folks out there who get jealous off of the vibrator, don't feel comfortable with a vibrator in the bedroom. But I think for the most part, we know typically that folks with vaginas like may use a vibrator, have a vibrator somewhere, have, you know, have experience have experience using one, whereas I don't think men or folks with penises have traditionally been um, like even with the masturbation sleeve, not really explore like, exploring like that. Like you know, technology that helps them out with it. Exactly. Yeah, I think everyone assumes like because because you know folks with vaginas can't always reach orgasm, so they got to do it themselves. So it's kind of like, oh yeah, of course you'd have a vibrator, whereas. I think society or just like we typically view men or folks with penises as like, oh, you can just, like you said, you could just bust a nut. You could just use your hand. You could just, you know, whatever. And like, you could just do it. Like, what do you need help for? Like, what is this? And I think it becomes like you're seen as a perv or you're seen as something is wrong with you because you're choosing an aid and we don't see the aids as the same like we don't see like a masturbation sleeve or a doll the same as we would see uh, a vibrator or something else that someone would use to just get off and not really associating a feeling to it well yeah true and um like i mean and that's what it is it's, it's new that's another thing it's kind of new really yeah. i mean it's been out in the 90s really but this type of design is fairly new and let me tell you like i've done a lot of conventions i've done these business retreats, and I met a lot of even a lot of porn stars, and even they looked like, oh, what's this? And I mean, these are porn stars. You think they're like the most open-minded, which a lot of them are. A lot of them cool to tell, but then you might get one or two of like, oh, damn, that's a doll. Like, like looking, they look like the regular person. Yeah. Like, you know, they would look at me, right? So, and even with the cartoon stuff too. So it's like everybody still is not like everybody has their own comfort zone when they're out of it. They don't know how to react to it until like, like until you see it a little bit more. Mm. So I. That's what it could be also. Like, they're not used to, like, a doll looking almost as real or voluptuous like a woman that walks around today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely. So what advice do you have for those who are thinking about using a sex doll or exploring using a sex doll but are kind of hesitant to have that creep factor associated with them or that label that they can't get some anyway, so this is why they got the doll? Well, first thing I would say is be comfortable with your shit. Don't let people that don't give... I was, I go by this in my life because I didn't go by this earlier in my life. I was always wanting acceptance from people because, you know, like I told you, I was weird when I was drawing stuff and people would say stuff like, oh, he can't draw, but then eventually he started acting to draw stuff for them in high school. So I stopped worrying about what other people think, mm. especially people that don't give any value in your life. Like, if you want to do something that make you happy, if these motherfuckers out here ain't make you happy, but they want to hate on you, then just push their ass aside. <laughs> at the end of the day, that's, that's just how, that's all it is. Like, people are going to hate, but at the same time, they're going to be low-key wanting to do that themselves. Definitely. So, or try so it out. To, I mean, yeah, or try it out. I mean, that's just how it is. And my one advice is don't let nobody else try it out. If you buy something to have sex with, same way. If you don't let nobody have sex with your girl, don't let nobody have sex with the dog. You don't know what they got. <laughs> so... So, so I know you mentioned that, you know, that, that you have a partner. How does your part, I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to put myself in, in, in this, 
if I had, if I was, if I was married to someone who, you know, did, you know, who created these sex dolls, who had very erotic art, very erotic and pornographic illustrations, and this is what they did for a living, how I would react, like, how do you have, how did, when you're dating, when you were dating, when you, how, how did you even bring this conversation up? Well, I mean, I did it fairly early because I don't, I'm not someone that like to sprout shit on people later in life, mm-hmm. later on in a relationship mm-hmm. where you have to be like, oh, why, like, it had to come with a hard decision and have to tolerate it. I'd rather give them that option at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I didn't say it on the first date, <laughs> but, you know, like earlier in our relationship, I kind of told her this is kind of what I do. And um, at the time, I was like doing another job and stuff like that. So I told her this was what I'm planning on doing. And I educated her about it, and she was fairly a smart person. She wasn't a jealous person. That's why I chose her mm-hmm. in the first place, because I had a relationship prior to that, and the woman was very jealous and, I mean, over crazy stuff. Like, it was, it was I mean, I can go into a full story about that, mm-hmm. like a whole thing about that also, but I had to let it go mm-hmm. and move on, because it was, like, was going to be a life full of drama, especially what I want to do in life. Right. And, uh, you know, like, sometimes you got to, like, know, and I also let my my current wife know that it's a business. It's not me trying to be a horn dog, horn dog, trying to fuck everybody or whatever. Because mm-hmm. at that time, I was already doing these um, conventions with porn stars and stuff. And I wasn't with them, but they were around. Right. And the average person trusts they die around that. So I let her know. I made, I made her feel comfortable at first. And, you know, she's very open. She's open-minded. She's intelligent. She understood that. Right. And then eventually she's like, yeah, I'm not worried about, I'm not worried about you cheating on me with them. I'm worried about you cheating me with the average chicks. Because the <laughs> average chick, those are the ones that you probably would mess around with them other chicks, the porn stars. You're trying to do business with them. You ain't fucking up your money. Right. You're trying to fuck the porn stars. Right. <laughs> so, right. 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 So she thought about it that way. So that helped out also that mm. she was more secure with that. Interesting. How does she feel about the the sex dolls? I mean, it's she's she's okay with it. I mean, she don't want me to tell her family. Like, you know, <laughs> like, so I mean, I respect that much. I don't like, and you know, as you see, like I have a different name, so. I have my life, and then I have my my other life. Right. My um, like life as an artist, the doll designer, and all that. But I also have my life as the the new the newlywed husband and like a father. Mm. So I try to keep two things separate, but also try to you know enjoy it as much as I can. Fascinating. All right, so I got a couple listener questions here for you. Are you ready? Okay. All right. So the first one comes from I'm gonna call I'm gonna call this person Jackie. Jackie says, Jackie says, I have so many questions. The first question is, do you feel like your dolls are uh, dehumanizing women and making them nothing more than exaggerated sex objects? Um, no, I don't, because at the end of the day, dolls, and we also have male dolls, and, and I'm, I don't want to sound like disrespectful, but women have to understand how men think. So when a man want to have sex sometimes, it's not dehumanizing, but I mean, being a sex object and being dehumanized are not two different. They're not always exclude. They're not always exclusive mm-hmm. to each other. When you're ready to have sex, sometimes you want. I mean, you want to have sex with somebody you find sexy, and just because you are a physical attracted is not making it dehumanized. I mean, if anything, like that, it enhances it a lot of the times. Guys like what they like. I mean, I've been to a. I mean, I've been. I've been to a male strip club, and I've been. My wife's been to a female strip club, and she can tell me the stuff she told me. I mean, them guys be dehumanized. I can say they're being dehumanized, getting their clothes ripped off, and you know all the crazy shit that going that we can't do it to the women. Because I mean, we do it to the women, we get locked up. <laughs> so, but um, I understand where she's coming from, but at the same time, like I said, when it comes to sex, you can't always make it PC all the time because guys like what they like, same way women like what they like. I mean. Some women like sensitive guys. Some women like guys that's hardcore and like they take control. You can't knock one person or the other. All right. All right. I'm going to follow up with that in a second. I'm going to follow up with that in a second. Um, the okay. second question is, what is your mission and goal with these dolls? Um, is it like giving people good masturbation toys or something? That's the second question. I can read it again. What is the, What is okay. your goal? <laughs> what is your goal with these dolls? And is it like giving people good masturbation toys or something? Well, at the end of the day, like I said, I'm always I'm, I always started as a fan of all this stuff. So I use like even with my comics and cartoons, I do the stuff I would like as a spectator. So what I wanted to do with the dolls was to have something I would like. I wouldn't want to buy myself that I didn't have out there. Like I've always 
was that type of person that if I don't see what I want, I would create it. So, um, I mean, I want to get good masturbation dolls, I mean, toys, which is a great thing. But then also, I want to have a product out there that's for people like me as well. Like, there's men out there that like curvy women. There's men out there that like dolls that might be curvy. And, I mean, eventually, I wanted to do stuff, like, with my characters. So, I mean, it seems like my end goal was to mainly have something that was different on the market than what else was out there. All right. Last question from Jackie is, do you consider do you consider your dolls tools or fetishes? Or are the buyers really seeking intimacy? It depends on the, the person. Like, with me, I think it's more of a fetish. But um, some people use it as a tool. Some people find it as intimacy. I, I remember when I was even researching this before I even got into it. I mean, there were stories about, like, these guys that were actually having the dolls as companions because they wanted to have something in the house and maybe they felt comfortable doing things with or talking to that they couldn't do with a regular woman. So, um... I mean, or maybe that will help them gain the confidence to do that with other women also. So, I mean, it depends on the, the person. To me, I think it's more of a fetish because, like I said, I'm not someone that only like dolls. I mean, I mean, I don't even really keep the dolls in my house because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, you know, I have kids in there. <laughs> but I, I do like to have it and I also love my wife. So it's like, you know, some guys use it as the only tool. Some people use it as a fetish. Some people use it as an add-on to your sex life. Interesting. So how do you view it? Do you view it as an add-on to your sex life or is it not something that you typically use because you know, you don't want to you don't want to use your own product. You're here to sell it or is it is it just something that you, or are you doing it for if you do use it like is it for consumer feedback and being able to test your own product out? I mean, I had, I had to, like, test my product out before I sold it because I didn't want to be selling something that, like, messed up or whatever. <laughs> I, that didn't work that way. That's like, I sold something I never used in the leg full of or something. <laughs> so I had to make sure, like, it, it, was, it was working. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've used it, and I, I have one. I want to make sure that. And the other ones, I don't try all of them because I don't want, you know, I, I, the one I have, I have. Mm-hmm. And I have another one for display. Actually, I have, another, I have a few of them that I don't let nobody touch because those are displays for shows. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, um, like, I mean, that would be kind of weird having that show and somebody even having sex with it and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I, don't know, I know nobody would want to touch them at the shows and all of that. But, um... Can you repeat the question again? No, I was saying how do you use them for your in your in your sex life now for for just additional pleasure or do you or or is it just not something that you incorporate now? I mean, we once in a while we have before we have a few times. We don't do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like you know, just me and her, and sometimes like every once in a while we try it, and then if like be time that she's away somewhere, and like you know, I might use it or whatever. <laughs> so when no one's in the house, and she might be like a while, like if she's on a business trip or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it was like a lot of different. So interesting. I hope that answers. No, no, no. That definitely answered. I think speaking to Jackie's first question, I understand where she's coming from because I think. I think part of the issue that people have with porn in general, and I and I think this speaks to not only your dolls but also the comics, is like it skews people's perception of like what's real and what's not. And so, I mean, I think there's conversation all around. There should be conversation all around around what's real, what's fantasy, and I I feel like I've I've gotten stories from women who are like I can't even. I can't even like have sex with with my partner because he's watched so much porn and he thinks the only way he can come is like come on my face and it's like uh bro this is that's what they do over there in that movie like I'm not letting you come on my face but it's I think it's it for I think to speak to her question I think it it skews people so much that maybe someone could be potentially doing something I don't know abusive or something that that a that a real person wouldn't normally do and because because a person might have a doll or they see the doll as not as a person they then carry that out into their relationships with real people and so i think her question was getting at like do you think your dolls are like doing the same are they skewing people's view on like what's reality um, or do you just see the dolls as just like an, a sex aid or is it, or do you think it's a mixture of things? 
I think it's more of a mixture, and mm-hmm. I do understand where she's coming mm-hmm. from. Uh, but also, it, you can also say that the dolls can be an outlet for people to do the, the stuff that they would not that they can live out to on the porn, and then be able to have the t- traditional sex with their like, girlfriend or significant other. Mm-hmm. So that could be an outlet that you know, if a guy likes to tie up a woman and his wife don't or his girlfriend don't want to be tied up, he can do it with the doll, and then he he get that 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 feed that stuff out of him. In order so he can be able to have traditional sex with his wife or his girlfriend. And uh, this, is, this is some funny notion I actually thought of also. Because, like I said, a, a lot of the um, like porn stars I've met, they don't, even though they like that on camera, they like regular sex at home on their own. Like, like a lot of people say, a lot of them say that. Like, they, you know, they, the stuff is for the camera, there's a character, you're acting out the fantasy, and everybody should be able to act out their fantasy once or twice or a few times. But, like you shouldn't be able to do that all the time because if you're doing it all the time, it's not really a fantasy anymore. So you know, mm. I mean, I just like I understand she is putting up to a standard like to watch porn, like what's going on in porn. But a guy should be mature enough to be able to know the time and place and everything, and he should also know that if he's with a significant other, he should be there to pleasure her. Because I mean, I, the one thing about me is I've always been there to pleasure my woman. Like every person I've ever dated. Everybody mm-hmm. I've ever slept with, I've always been my main goal is to pleasure them first and make sure I, I pleasure after. But, you know, not too many guys are like that. So sometimes you got to look at who you're with also and maybe communicate and be open sexually to know what they like and know what you like so y'all can come together and meet halfway at least. All right. I have a question from Adam. And Adam asks, what are your inspiration? What are your... What are your aspirations in the future for for your dolls? Is this something you want to keep growing? Is this something do you do you see do you want to go off on a different path or do you think you'll stop eventually? Well, I mean, I have two I have two aspirations. All right. The first one as far as the dolls go, I want and I know it's kind of weird. I want to like try to do like like go out there with traditional stuff like, you know, more of the curvy women, but I also want to do stuff like, you know, like more like sci-fi characters, stuff that you don't see out there, like kind of quirky, wacky stuff out there. Maybe like um, like alien or something, like alien dolls. Maybe alien dolls or something, <laughs> but like it looks more like women or whatever, and just like different things. I want to try to get to that and just do something weird because I have a lot of like characters on my website that's more superhero, maybe superhero characters. It's from my website, mm-hmm. and um, also the other aspiration is I want to start creating like more like make my regular website more like an adult Netflix. Like, where you see the cartoons of, like, curvy women, like, black women, Latin women, white women, but, like, nice hips and big asses and stuff like that that you don't see. And I want to make it, like, an adult Netflix eventually and just make it blow up one day. And hopefully, you know, I'd be able to something I could live off of for the rest of my life. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. But, you know, I'm working on it and, you know, it's getting there, but we'll see how it goes. And it seems like both are growing together, which is a good thing. The other question comes from Chris, and Chris asks, um, "Is there a demand for for men dolls?" Um, not a big demand. I've had some requests, mm. and um, so and the thing is, um, on my website there is a male doll, but it's from the factory, and a lot of people don't really like the look of it. But I want to make it because I didn't design that doll. But yeah, is it the Ken? Is it the Ken looking doll that I see on this website? Like he got a little towel on. I think so. <laughs> yeah, he ain't. I, I mean, you, if I was, oh, it's Dale. His name is Dale. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dale's. I mean, so, Dale, but, Dale ain't my type. But I, I okay. Dale could be someone's type. Yeah. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm working on designing like a male doll, and um, like and I've had gay guys like recommend that to me also. So I'm trying to do some design something that will fit that. But you know, it costs time and money to get made. So. Eventually, I'm going to move on to it once I get my current projects that I'm trying to design out of the way. Yeah. I'm work on the male dolls also. Adam asked, uh, what is the typical profile of the folks that purchase your dolls? Is it white men? Um, is it older? Is it across across demographics? Honestly, I don't really know because they order online, so I don't get like the age and all of that stuff. Okay. But from the communication, um, I mean, I've had, it's been mixed. I've had some order from black men. I had some order from white men, um, some, um, what else, Latin men. And um, I've been getting a lot of, even requests from, like, South America and Africa. So it's like, and um, France and, well, Australia. What are the dolls made out of? 
Um, some are like it's silicone and it's like um, TPE is like a silicone product that's like kind of softer than silicone. Whereas silicone is a little more sticky. The TPE design is like silicone, but it's not as it's not sticky. It's more smooth, so it, it feels a little softer to touch. And it also, with body heat, it warms up. So if it's like on your warm body, it warms up also. So it don't feel like something cold. So it's like um, I mean, it feels like really realistic when you like touch them and things like that. Interesting. So. I'm looking at when I was looking at when when it came to ordering the dolls, you can customize the doll's nail color, eye color, pubic hair, <laughs> diamond heart shaped or full, um, the nipple skin tone, all the way down to the vagina and foot options. So when a person is using the doll, right? How do you clean the doll? How do you prop the doll up? Like how big are the dolls? Like how how do we make sure you know you're not you're not filling up your doll with a whole bunch of germs? Well, I mean, to clean your doll, you can use like regular soap and uh, washcloth to clean it out and stuff. I mean, I, my my recommendation, honestly, is um, well before I even say that, there's you also have the option of the um, vagina. Like you have a removable vagina mm -hmm. that'd be easier to clean because you can pick it out and then go and clean it. But um, you have the fixed vagina where it's it, it's built in. So the same way where you have, like, the, uh, I think we have a transsexual dog. You can take the penis off and you can clean it as opposed to keeping it on there. So um, my advice is it would be a lot easier to clean if you're not, like, coming in and stuff like that because you have to go all in there and clean it. But if it's just the, um, if you're just using a lube and stuff, you can use a washcloth, you use soap and water, and um, it stretches. You can actually, you know, clean it out that way. And with the mouth as well, you can just clean it out that way also. Like, you just, um, just put your hand in there, it stretches, you can be able to clean it out. And it forms around your hand. And um, the removal ones, like I said, the removal ones is easier because you can just take it out and clean it. And I think the heads, you can you can switch the heads also. So you can, if you want, you can take the head off if you want and then clean it that way. It'd be easier if you use a mouth. So there's a lot of ways to do it. Fascinated. I don't even know. I don't know what my feelings are. That's what I want. That's why I want to chat with you. I wanted to see <laughs> what, like... <laughs> The cream, because it's like you see a lot, you don't associate, I mean, I feel, personally, I feel like a lot of the, I just think for a lot of the products of, period, sex products that we see on the market, you don't associate them with a person or a maker behind them. And so that's why I kind of like jumped at the opportunity when I saw that there was an email on your website, because I was like, huh. I wonder if this is like, is, is this a real person? Is this like, is this tied to somebody? Because I think the way I typically see it or the way that I think a lot of our, our sex aids are sold to us is like, here it is, it's a box, it's in a store and that's it, period. Not really associating it or being able to talk to the person that creates them. So that's why I just think it's, it's so fascinating and I'm still trying to, like I said, wrap my mind wrap my mind around all of it because I mean I kind of feel all of these different things like I go from like yes I understand this could be a sex aid I go from to where Jackie is is going with like does this make you you know less able to connect with people or do you see this as dehumanizing but then I also see the fact that if if you know folks with vaginas are using like these exaggerated big veiny ass dildos um is that dehumanizing a part of a per of a of a potential person and then i'm kind of like huh who knew? like it's just it, it's just interest it's just interesting well, yeah, and then, like I said, it's it, it all. I mean, every opinion is valid, and like I said, anything can be used in a good way or a bad way. Like I told you, like some of my, some of the people that buy it, they use it for their relationship. Some people use it for their fantasy. Some people use it as they use, and then they get confidence to talk to real women. Mm. And you can think of it like as a car. Like you can use a car to get somewhere, like where you want to go, or you can use a car to run someone over. So it, like it depends on who's using it. So I mean, it just depends on what it is, but. If it's if people think about things in a negative way, then basically it'll get that connotation. But there's people out there. I've, I haven't seen anybody use the doll that had negative connotations. Every story I've heard has been positive to help people. So how did you? How did you grow up? Did you? Were you always open with your sexuality? 
Were you always, did you always feel like you could explore your sexuality or did you just see this as like, oh, this is a need out here. This is a hustle. Like, let me, let me like, let me get, let me, let me try and like revolutionize and up this so we have more representation for what, what I like to see. And it was missing from, you know, from the stuff that I liked. Yeah, it's funny because I started, I was, used to be a very quiet, nerdy kid into comic books and stuff. Obviously, I'm drawing comic books. <laughs> but I've always been, like, more reserved and stuff. But I've always been open and I've always been to the point with people and things like that. And even as I got older, like, even, like, high school and college, I've always explored, like, different things as far as, like, sex and stuff. I've been very open-minded. Like, I went to college in New York, mm-hmm. and that was a very open place where you can be able to express yourself. Like, I think it's fascinating I appreciate you taking the time, and I hope, like, I mean, this was just, it was just a learning experience, because I don't think that, like I said, I don't think folks equate, like, these dolls, the, any of these sexual aids, any of these dolls associated with a person, and more or less, I'm, I'm assuming, I'm assuming from your voice, you're a man of color, maybe African-American. <laughs> Yep, yeah, I'm black. I grew up in the project. <laughs> I think for me, one, I've never thought about the makers of any of these, any of these things. And then two, I was shocked for some reason when, like, when we just spoke on the phone when we when I called you a few moments ago, and that was your voice, and I was like, wait, this is this is not a white guy. I don't know why I associated this shit with like white men. I was just like, ah, oh, just probably some nerdy white man who's just making some dolls and that's it. I don't even know what I was expecting when I when I first reached out to you. And so I do think it's just interesting that there you're creating a lane. Do you feel that folks that you're the expectation of of what folks think when you like go to these to these like sex toy shows and and these um conventions and stuff? Um, no, I don't really think, because I honestly, I still see myself as fairly still kind of new getting into it, because mm-hmm. there's been guys, and a lot of people do look at me differently, like, like, look, like I'm some unicorn or some shit like that. Yeah. And like, I'm like, oh, what's this, a black guy, young black guy doing this, so, but, I mean, I've always been someone that did what I wanted to do in life, as far as, like, thinking outside the box, like, you know, where I grew up, you know, everybody thought a certain way, everybody wanted to be a certain way, and I always zigged when everybody zagged. And I mean, long as I had my own way of doing things, and long as I was like had a plan for what I wanted to do, I knew it would work out. Even though people told me, uh, you know, what are you doing? That's stupid because they couldn't perceive it. No one thought you could make money off the internet. Like, right. I mean, people still saying that in where I grew up at. Like, what are you doing? Are you leaving your job for this and that? Like, I mean, but they thought I was crazy. My own family thought I was crazy. Mm. But I, when you believe in things like that, and that's another thing. Like, sometimes you won't get the support you want. What they need at the time, but you gotta be, you gotta be convinced. You gotta be very confident about what you want to do, and and that's how it is. Like once you are confident and you have a plan, you can do it. And no one's gonna expect you. Everybody expects you to be in a certain lane, and just because you're not in a lane, they just look at you different. Like I mean, there's even like a lot of the people at the conventions they give me props because like I'm the only one a lot of times that I'm like as far as a younger black guy doing things as far as like starting doing it with a business and doing it in the business I have. So I mean I I take that as um, compliments. So and it's like it's no I'm nowhere near where I want to be. I know it's no, I could take it a lot further. Yeah, I mean, do you? Yeah, I guess that's another thing. Do you see yourself as like a sexual, like educator, sexual revolutionary, or just like a guy who liked comics and liked drawing, and then just so happened to like drawing sex stuff, and then boom, here you are. I mean, I don't see myself as some revolutionary or anything. I was just a guy who likes what I like, and, I, and it wasn't out there, so I created it. And um, I and I and with that, I found that there's other guys like me out there. So, I mean, I never tried to be a, like a revolutionary leader. I mean, if it happened, it happened. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stop it from happening. But <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, that's not my goal. My goal is to you know do that, and hopefully, now that I was like, eventually, I started realizing that oh, I could live off of stuff like this. I can actually make money off of things like that. So it's actually a actual like, second pleasure out of it. Like it's almost like you're going somewhere you really want to go, and then you find money on the floor. You're like, oh wow, you didn't expect it, but you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna leave it. <laughs> so right, that's how I feel. <laughs> All right, I got a couple more questions that just 
<laughs> that just came in. So okay. Will says, so somebody's be, so should somebody's girlfriend be jealous if their boyfriend buys one of these? I mean, it depends. Like I said, if he's hiding it from her and he's not telling her, he got snuck in it, sneaking in it, and then one day she go to his house and find a, a, a doll in the closet, he's trying to hide that. Then, yeah, I understand because she might feel he's trying to keep secrets from her. Mm. But I think if they're open and they communicate, then I think that's a whole nother different story. So like I said, it depends on who you with and it depends on how they do things. Like he might say, okay, I'm thinking of doing this. And also like, I mean, the dolls aren't cheap. So like, let's say if you're in a financial situation and then you got to take care of a car note and then he decides to buy a doll. Yeah, I'll be pissed. <laughs> so yeah. it's things like that. So you got to make sure that you're open, you're communicating everything's like, especially in a relationship, I think. Uh, Will also asked, what does the future of your industry look like? And what do you think the new generation of sex dolls will be able to do? All right, so my um, the industry, well, one thing I do know is that, I mean, I came in late. I was, you know, I'm not old enough to be in that industry in the 90s. I heard, like, once the internet first came, it was like a, a big casino. But you now you have the tube sites and all that. So a lot of money people made before, they don't make nowhere near that now. Like, they made, like, 10, 15 years ago. Like I said, I was too young to be in that back then. But, you know, I'm just, there's still money out there. I mean, there's still a lot of those people um, still doing well. And actually now... It's actually a little more entrepreneurial for people that's, like, not into, like, the average person. Like, a person can do a cam show or a person can add, like, um, stories and comics on the internet or create their own animation on the internet. Whereas before, everybody had to travel to L.A. to make it in the adult industry. Now, you can do that. You don't even have to be in it. Look at me. I mean, I'm mm -hmm. in the adult industry. I'm no one. I've not been on any cameras, but it's from artwork. And um, as far as novelties, toys, I mean, the technology is so much better now that, I mean, I think that's going to grow. And um, the future, I'm not sure because it always, there's always a big difference. It always changes and people evolve with it. I know a lot is going to virtual reality also now. Like, I mean, I, I was at some convention and somebody put me on one of those side. I think that might be the future, virtual reality sex. Mm. So, and it was it was crazy. I saw one of those, I would have had one of those headsets, one of those crazy as hell seeing that, so... I mean, if you haven't seen that, it's going to blow you away. I've never seen that, but <laughs> but I, I never thought about that. And also, do you th are there sex robots out there that, like, move and, like, their, their like, There's fake no vagina muscles move and, like, their mouth, like, sucks and moves and stuff? I, I don't know if I've seen that. Yeah, and there's one that was invented, like, in Japan, this robot that, like, it moves and stuff, and it, like, follows, like, commands. It's not... It's not perfected yet, but it, it does it doesn't seem natural at all. It just sounds like a robot. So it's gonna be another good amount of years before that happens, but at the same time, those that, that doll in itself is like fifty thousand dollars. So I don't know anyone that will be able to afford something like that. So maybe later on down the road when it gets cheaper, that might be the norm or but that would still be kind of like I think you're still further away from the technology, but that may be the future as far as sex dolls go where it can I, I think it really would start more like with moans and being able to react to your sex. Um, it, I won't think it would be like going and make you some breakfast or anything like that. <laughs> so Definitely. I think that would be it. Just be a little more interactive with the sex as far as making noises and stuff, which the dolls don't do now. But eventually, maybe that might be the future. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for the future. I'm just, I'm, whoo! Shit that you ain't never thought about before. That's just where I'm at. I'm still in that space. I'm a, I'm gonna sit here after I'm done talking to you. I'm just gonna sit here and just like reflect, cause you just don't think you don't think about these things, and then I just think like it's until like a story breaks where one of your dolls is being used as like <laughs> as the uh, as the illustration on the article that you know that folks that folks think about it. Before you ask a question, I can throw out there that hey, you never know. Like ten years from now, it might be Idris Elba and Morris Chestnut dolls for you guys too. <laughs> So you, never know. <laughs> you know what? And that's the thing. And I think that's that's what I guess some folks can't wrap their minds around because, like, I think we all keep associating it with this desperation thing. But for real, like, mm -hmm. if there was an Id Idris Alba, like, yes, if there was an Idris doll, would we buy it? Like, would we spend the money to buy it just for the sake of being like, oh, yeah. I got my fantasy. I got my fantasy. Like, I don't know. And I, I just I just don't know if, like, people just don't associate these things with women, which is why, I mean, I got, I, I mean, I got so many questions of the, the same questions, which which was, like, 
are there are there male dolls out there are there you know are there dolls for women out there and I, I, I'm also curious, I guess, and also the same questions have been coming up as well around the demographic. I know you said it's mostly men who are purchasing, but I wonder if there are, if there are women out there who would like, you know, who would like, uh, you know, a, a female, a female sex doll. I'm kind of just, it's just well, it's interesting. The closest I've had was um, a female did purchase it, but she purchased it for, the, the, you know, like threesome idea the so, three um, that is so fascinating to me too so like i'm not sure she's using her own personal stuff but i yeah. did have a significant like in the past mm -hmm. that um when i started creating the dolls and stuff like that that i mean it was before i it actually was before i started creating dolls but i bought one as a like to see how they are before i started working on my own stuff mm -hmm. and like this she was very fascinated with it like playing with the breasts and all that so because she was at the breast so i mean Every some women are very fascinated with dolls, and you know we broke up. She wanted a doll. No. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, have also, and also, like I said, there's some women that may not be comfortable going out with other women, like in a real woman. So because they don't feel that they're fully, they don't feel like they're a lesbian, but they do appreciate a woman's body. That oh, they might want the doll. I mean, I've I've, I've heard that in emails, but. I haven't, they haven't purchased it, but they've told me they wanted to purchase it for those reasons alone. Okay. The last question is, what's your most popular selling doll? My most popular, believe it or not, is the, the um, this is like a, this big booty doll that I created originally. It was my first design, and it was like, it was, it was a smaller one. It's not like the size of um, like a regular Fafa Fafa 7. It was a small one where you could easily hide and stuff, but it had a really big butt. So people bought those. And um, that's that's someone that sold the most so far, like since I started my website. Interesting. So, yeah, and then if okay, if we're focusing on the butt, can people can can people have anal sex with the dolls too? And then there's some dolls where they have the you know the bigger breasts. They don't have like a big butt, but they have big breasts. Mm -hmm. like you know like the put it between the breasts and have sex with the, the tits or whatever. Yeah, they could do that also. I see. I see Anika here. Anika. Anika has some big boobies. I see here. You know, mm -hmm. I see, I see Anika. So I, I see it. There's all different types on here. There's small boobs. There's big butt. There's silicone injection butt. You know, when the butt, don't, <laughs> when the butt's really big, when the butt's really out there. All right. And there's bubble butt, uh, Raina. I see, I see her. I see her. She's sitting on the couch. Um, <laughs> Duke, I had a good time talking with you. I appreciate you taking the time to answer all of my questions, to sit here and listen to all of my curiosities. And I thank you so much. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. I say, okay, ladies, now let's get information. You know you that bitch when you call all this conversation. Always stay gracious, best revenge is your paper. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. I slap. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. Oh, you that bitch when you call out this conversation. 